welcome and you are listening to Nate the Hate on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to like the video and subscribe. I'd like to thank all the new subscribers who came with our Nintendo Direct Predictions video. Unfortunately, we predicted a different type of Direct than what we actually got, and we're going to talk about that topic today. And to do that, we have once again MVG. Thanks for having me on, Nate. Always a pleasure to be here. I'm very eager to get stuck into this conversation. <laughs> It's going to be quite the conversation. And we have Venture Beats' own and fan favorite of Nate the Hates community, Jeffrey Grubb, joining us once again. Hey, I, I love them right back. You got, you got a good community here. Uh, thanks for having me back on. This is, uh, this is going to be a good one, I think. Yes, this should be a very lively and passionate discussion. And yes, the community loves to have you on the show, and we love having you too. We always have fun, and we always have a quality discussion. So let's just jump right into it. We had Nintendo... Oh, I have a dedication for this episode. I forgot about that. We had a $109 donation from Shamsa. Thank you for the support as always, and your contributions to the channel are greatly appreciated. So let's... Yeah, let's jump right into it. Nintendo introduced a new format today with the introduction of the Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. It was eight minutes long, and it highlighted less than a dozen games. And it included... Cadence of Hyrule with some new DLC and the announcement that it's going to have a physical release later this year in October, on October 23rd. We then saw Rogue Company and a brand new character that's being added into the game. We saw the wrestling arcade game, uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. And then we saw Atlas, who really came with a couple of quality titles. They have Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne coming to Switch and PlayStation 4 in October in Japan, but it'll be a spring 2021 release in North America. And they gave us the announcement that Shin Megami Tensei 5 will have a simultaneous worldwide release in 2021. And they showed us a brief amount of new footage, though it looked like it mostly replicated the trailer from 2018, though it did look visually better because it should be a more enhanced version of the game you know more advanced so what would you rank the quality of this direct and we'll start with jeff we'll start with jeff yeah i mean i i mean how do you even rank this thing um it was like i i'm like i woke up late i was kind of as soon as i heard what it was last night and i guess we could talk about like what what, what our response was to the announcement last night but like when i saw the tweet and it explained basically what this was going to be I, uh, I, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be too much to get excited about. Uh, they, you know, they said straight up it's going to be a partner showcase, and um, that meant probably no Mario, no, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild two trailer or anything like that. Um, so I woke up late and I watched it late, and then I put it on, and I'm like, wow, this this timer here right on YouTube says like eight and a half minutes. It's even shorter than the ten minutes they were saying. Uh, so I, I, I put it on, and even knowing it was really short, it still felt like it was over before I blinked. It was over so fast. There was just so little there. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't, I'm don't not a great gauge of time. So uh, it, even, like, even going in, I'm like, you know, how many games can you fit in there? It, was, it still felt light, even with, with low expectations. Um, I, so, I mean, how do I rank it? It's, 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 it's bad. It's, this isn't a good look for Nintendo, obviously. It's, I, I don't know if it's... Um, it's not the end of the world. I think if they come out with a real direct at any point over the next three months or whatever, people are mm -hmm. still going to go wild for that thing. It's not going to affect too much. Uh, but, but yeah, this is bad. I mean, I, I rank it a one out of five. There, there's my <laughs> official ranking there. There you go. I think in a vacuum, 
in a vacuum if it wasn't in the kind of current situation that you know paper mario has been released and now we have no idea what what the plan is for them i i think timing wise yeah i mean i i agree with jeff it's 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 not a good look as far as a a you know a little bite-sized direct mini goes i mean it in like i said in a vacuum it's not necessarily the worst direct that i've seen but yeah i think you know overall the timing is just just way off base yeah i would agree with the in the vacuum statement if we just viewed this on its own it had some redeeming qualities i mean atlas with the two shin megami tensei games those were nice updates especially on five and the surprise of nocturne coming you know kind of out of nowhere the rest of it just kind of felt discombobulated rogue Mm -hmm. company was in a closed alpha just a couple of weeks ago so people have been playing it and i believe it's an early access today but that kind of felt like that could have just been you know dropped on twitter and it would have basically had the same fanfare that it got during this presentation and wwe battlegrounds was announced a few months ago and i don't think the trailer or the presentation today really did it any additional favors we know what it is we know it's an arcadey wrestling game from saber interactive it is what it is and cadence of hyrule getting a retail release with some dlc cool that's a nice little announcement maybe that's our zelda game for 2020 but overall it just it didn't feel like it was something that necessarily had to happen today or even this month all of this content is still ways off and they all felt like they could have just been twitter drops and in the case of atlas with uh smt5 and even nocturne I'm surprised they didn't just wait for like the Tokyo Game Show where they would do maybe their own presentation or maybe if Nintendo has a Tokyo Game Show direct around that time, have it there because this aired, I believe, at 11 p.m. in Japan. Mm-hmm. So their you know, audience there didn't see this when it happened. They woke up to it. You know, Tomorrow they'll see it. And overall, it just didn't feel like a necessary presentation in any way. And... I find it weird that this was Nintendo's first means of communication with us in months. And this is how it, they came out. They did say there would be, they're going to start doing more of these too, though, right? Like that's how they finished yes. this. I mean, oh, you know, expect more of these soon. Uh, so, I mean, do you think that there's going to be like an increase in frequency where we get more of these drops like every couple of weeks, like through the holiday? Maybe. I mean, if they could turn this into like an, every other week type of thing and instead of doing the twitter drops that we had come to expect with like paper mario and instead they do it with these partner presentations that might go over better with the community like you get 10 minute bite-sized things maybe the next one is first party focused and nintendo comes out and says here's that mario 35th anniversary stuff boom people get excited we you know and you start detailing your 2020 remainder that way it might resonate a little better with the base but this probably wasn't the best introduction with this roster of software. Yeah, it feels like they had to, um, you know, if they're changing tacks, if they're if they're coming in and thinking like this is going to be our new way of communicating, it was smaller, more frequent shows. Uh, you got you have to start somewhere, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I guess the, the, you know this qualifies. They they did this. They've established what to expect. Um, and now they can maybe play around this format, do something more exciting next time, or they could just do something that's kind of equivalent. And now people are accustomed to what this is. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's you know you're right. It is it is a little bit baffling that uh, they 
that they haven't started talking about some of those games that we you know were expecting. Uh, the rumors have been out there about Pikmin three and the Mario three D stuff, and. It, I mean, we, you know, we are we're past Paper Mario now. This is the point. This is the point where people are like, "Well, they're going to have to start talking after that, right? They're going to have to start telling mm-hmm. us what's coming up after that game." And now we are firmly in that time frame, and it's uh, and they still haven't. So it's it, it is weird, but I I, I don't know. I, to me, I, I don't think we need to be um, like ringing the alarm bells that that like this whole year is going to be thrown away by Nintendo. I think this year was always going to be a disappointment and we're, we're feeling that combined with the effects of, of COVID and that's uh, making it seem maybe a little bit worse than what it will actually turn out to be. But, you know, I don't blame people for being a little bit anxious. Like they haven't said what's coming up next. And if, if Paper Mario is not your thing, if Animal Crossing wasn't your thing, it's been a while since you've had a big Nintendo game to look forward to. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm old. So I'm like, I remember when I had the Nintendo 64, the droughts were way worse than oh, this. So I'm God, just like, yeah, to me, to me, this company still feels like they're so much yeah. better off than what where they were in those days. That I'm like, <laughs> even the way you, this is fine. This is nothing. Even the way you, I mean, you were waiting, and waiting, yeah. and waiting for the next first party game. You know. Yeah, I mean, and we did just get Paper Mario, and it's a game that I wouldn't say it's divisive. It's appealing to the audience that it's sought to appeal to those who wanted. Mm-hmm that traditional rpg have realized it's not and they've kind of moved on they're waiting for the next thing from nintendo clubhouse games is still a game you can pick up every day and enjoy um and nintendo still has that lovely evergreen you know library of software be it birth of the wild mario kart 8 splatoon 2 arms etc there's still a lot of software there i see this direct kind of as a failure to the consumer who invested in the switch back in 2017 and 2018 it's like hey you guys have been giving us some quality software each year where in 2020 you kind of thought nintendo was going to hit their stride this year because we're three years removed from that launch year and in that launch year we had a new 3d zelda new ips with arms and one two switch we had a mario kart you had you had so much quality back at launch now you're three years removed and you're kind of like well these teams should have their new projects ready we should see them announced. We should even get a few of them probably released this year. And we're just silent from so many of Nintendo's development studios. So people are getting definitely anxious and they're wondering, what is Nintendo doing internally? What are their development teams up to? And as you brought up earlier, Jeff, Pikmin 3. This is a game that rumors began to circulate last spring. Yeah. And as you even reported earlier this year... Pikmin 3, back in, I believe it was May you reported it, Pikmin 3 should be announced at any time because we were expecting it to release feasibly in June. And it's still silent. And it's such a odd title to be silent about. It's a Wii U port. Yes, it's going to have new content and all of that. But that would have been that nice little game you could have thrown on Twitter today. And it said Pikmin 3 coming out the end of August. You know, been like, okay, Nintendo's starting to talk to us. They're starting to tell us what they're bringing out to their hardware this year. And that's the type of starting point I think people are getting a little impatient with right now. Is Nintendo ready? Like, do you really... I mean, you you can say that, you know, it's, it's a marketing failure, but don't... Like, for me, I feel like this is like a stopgap, this direct that they put together. Like, I think this is something that... They knew that people weren't necessarily going to react fav- favorably to, right? 
but I also feel like you know the good stuff is still is still coming. I don't I don't think you know any of us think that things have changed on that front. You know Mario Pikmin, all that stuff is, is still definitely mm-hmm. in the works. We just don't know when it's coming. And and for me, like the the way this feels to me is that. Nintendo is kind of further behind, you know, than we thought they were from a being ready to go. Now, I'm not saying that Pikmin 3 isn't ready to go, but I think putting that that direct style presentation together was, you know, they didn't have enough time. And, and you know, we, we, we kind of, I think we've talked about this before where, you know, to mount a direct takes a lot of, of different moving parts, you know, yes. to get it get yes. it put together. And it takes a lot of time. And and for me, I'm not saying they slapped this to slap this together in Premiere Pro on Friday night and, and, and you know uploaded it to YouTube, <laughs> right? But I feel like that they still need more time to get the kind of the big one ready to go. And and whether that is because of COVID, whether it's because, you know, remote staff or, or, or whatever um I, I don't know the answer to that but you know i i think that, that that they just need a little bit more time to get you know what we want see i'm kind of and i'll see if jeff maybe agrees with this i'm now of the thought process that there are no more general directs for 2020 we'll be back after a quick break Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction off the <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now i i think that's possible um i you know it, it, it's i'll say that this so far you know we're still in july this still tracks with what i heard originally with them saying that you know just we're 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 gonna put off directs for a while you know partners go ahead and just put put stuff out on your own uh and that's why you know the the apex legends on switch ends up at the ea thing for their naughty three uh Mm -hmm. and 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 that you know that was always supposed to be part of a direct and they were they were willing to like do that in july like an ea was so i i think that the fact that we're still in July, we're not past that threshold where even Nintendo is telling partners, hey, we, if we're going to have something, maybe it's not till August. Uh, to me, that's like, okay. So, so yeah, they put out, they put something together maybe because they felt they had to for whatever reason, whatever the partnerships with these other companies, uh, you know, dictates to them that they have to do uh, in terms of like co-marketing or whatever. Uh, you know, but they did that because they, they felt they had to. And then all the other stuff will come when they have had way more time put them together and you know you know we were talking about this before we started recording like it's the united states now that is really still dealing with covid in a, in a, in a really uh, tough way where most of the world has figured out how to put things uh figured how to like put a cap on that and get back to something of a normal life uh and you know japan is definitely part of that japan's gone back to work and that's uh so that means they probably they probably are working on something and they probably will have something ready next month now anytime i hear a rumor now i'm gonna be like is it another one of these mini partnership ones uh <laughs> because they said there's more of those coming so i'm gonna be like ah whatever but I, I still think that they they always intended to kind of get out of july and then really have something ready for august so uh I, I, yeah this still tracks so i'm, I'm just 
I think there could be a general direct between now and the end of the year. I, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if they just figured out other ways of doing things uh, between now and then, just because part of that is the United States team does put a lot of this stuff together. Sometimes they are the ones that go out and meet, meet partners and get these games put into the, into the direct. And that's going to be more difficult. Uh, and, you know, you, people say, well, you know, Japan can handle that or Japan's in the office. They can handle it. It's not always about being in the office. It's about being able to travel mm-hmm. and going to meet these de- developers face to face. Something I think we talked about before as well. Nintendo values that a lot. And uh, that's going to be hard in the United States for, yeah, through the end of the year. So if that's if that's the barrier, then, yeah, I think you're right, Nate. Maybe we won't get another general direct between now and then. Yeah. And like I still expect normal minis, these partner minis, probably an indie showcase sometime this yeah. year because i mean the fact is nintendo still has to communicate with their base in some way they still have games with partners be it indie or third party that they have to market and these are still fantastic means of presenting them in a marketing fashion so it's really i guess a question of like timing and like you brought up august it's probably something from them be it a partner mini or just a standard right. mini because the expectation is September is Mario's birthday. They are celebrating the 35th anniversary this year. What a better time to actually release the 3D Mario collection than September. So if you're going to do that, as we know, Japan requires a 30-day advance notice so they can take pre-orders of games. So you have to date something starting in August. You could still announce it this month if you really wanted to. You have you know a little time left. And you, I guess you could date something for the end of August right now, but it seems like August will be when Nintendo begins to communicate their holiday 2020 plans. And it just feels five months of silence from them since the March mini. It's just, it's a long time to really sit there and say, I bought my switch for animal crossing. You're still giving me new content. You're giving us no free updates, but what's next. And as a consumer, I get that impatient feel a little bit because mm-hmm. you have, you've, you've just been on the back burner saying what's next for the system I just bought. And I see a lot of people on Twitter say, well, Nintendo's selling a lot of hardware. Maybe Nintendo isn't launching new software right now because they're having sellouts nationwide to begin with and in Japan and such. So what's the point of launching a high profile game if you don't have the hardware to go alongside it? And that gives me flashbacks of the Wii where the Wii was having sellouts, it was selling well. But then all of a sudden in, I want to say it was like 2008, maybe 2009, Nintendo just took their foot off that software pedal and they started catering so much to that casual audience or they were just not localizing games from Japan and even Europe because they didn't want to. They were like, well, we're selling. We don't have to try as hard. And I hope that isn't what we're seeing from Nintendo here. I hope they haven't gotten into that Nintendo arrogant mode where it's Mm. we're having great success we don't have to try as hard as we did back in 2017 i think they know that they are judged by their first party output and i when i say judge i mean like uh, us here on on a podcast i think they know their investors look to that stuff and um 
And I think they know that more than ever. Um, so because I, I mean, if you just look at the numbers, I, I bet like you know not just hardware sales, but I bet software sales from third party and indie pub and indie publishers and indie developers are, are are all also doing very well. I bet that stuff's all also making money for Nintendo in a way that it maybe never has on a Nintendo system in quite some time, except for maybe some of the handhelds. Um, and so I, I'm sure they could point to that, but I still think like as much as they would point to that, they know that the people that invested them are familiar with Mario and zelda and that's the stuff they want to see happen because that's the stuff that has the brand name and that's the stuff that like does really well with licensing and they have a new you know theme park opening up so what are you doing to promote that with your games um i i just i i know i i hear what you're saying and i think there is that the the potential for them to fall into that pit especially with the the other games not coming from selling so well and then making money from like Fortnite and stuff um but I, i just don't think that that's i don't think that's what's happening i think what's happening is like you know, Occam's Razor is they just some games got delayed anyhow because they were just, you know, taking too long or, or they were too complicated. Breath of the Wild 2 got pushed or whatever. Metroid Prime 4 got rebooted. Uh, so this year was always going to be a little bit of a disappointment. And then on top of that, they they just are having a trouble having trouble dealing with covid in a way that a lot of other companies aren't but they are and yeah. i think that's just the simplest solution here and i think that's what makes sense absolutely so nate i have a question for you so you you always talk about there's there's one more game you know there's that there's that there's that one nintendo first party game that that you know you think is is a part of this year's plans do you has yep. that changed for you now after today or do you still think that that exists in some fashion i still think it exists in some fashion because right now I think they need it now more than ever. <laughs> I I mean, as we've said before, the 3D collection, 3D Mario World Deluxe, or however they want to brand it, Pikmin 3, they're quality software. So they're just they're just unexciting. They're gonna move a lot. Like that's the thing for 2020. Nintendo is gonna make they're making a lot of money. They're selling hardware at historic rates. Their software is selling well. We saw Animal Crossing break every record for that franchise and 3d world collect or 3d collection it's going to sell a lot of units it's going to sell hardware but i still think they have or they need just one more big title to round out their holiday because it just doesn't sound like a very strong holiday lineup and the fact that they haven't communicated anything about these games with us yet Mm -hmm. puts in the back of my mind what if pikmin 3 is delayed until early 2021 well that's that's what i'm getting at what if what if, and I, I don't want to be an alarmist or anything like that, but what if they don't release anything between now and the rest of the year? What would be the fallout from oh that God. other than, you know, angry people on Twitter? Um, I mean, as far as sales and, 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 and money and, and profit margins. I'd imagine they would still have a substantial amount of hardware sale because it's still an appealing platform. Yep. Animal Crossing is a very appealing game to the casual and mass audience. Mario Kart's still going to sell a yeah. ton of copies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mario Kart, that evergreen library, you produce some quality bundling for the holiday and you're going to sell. I think what would happen is that they wouldn't necessarily see their punishment for those deeds in 2020, Mm. but you might see the repercussions for it in 2021, where maybe some of those interested parties have now lost faith or interest in your product and they've moved on because... And I don't want to use the PS5 and the Xbox Series X as like these, you know, titans that are just going to squash all over the Switch's momentum. Because, I mean, they're not. They're going to be limited in stock and all those variables. But if Nintendo 
slows on momentum and they somehow do not release another game for the rest of 2020, which, I mean, as you say, you don't want to be an alarmer. So it is, it is unrealistic that that's going to be an outcome. Definitely. But if they, if they did go that path and you're moving into 2021, you just bought a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. Well, Nintendo finally comes out with Pikmin 3 in February 2021. Yeah. How much are you going to care now? You would have bought yeah. it in you know September of 2020, but you're not going to buy it when you have new hardware with brand new exciting games you know, yeah. standing up next to it. Well, uh, so we think, right? I mean, it's all about perception. Like right now, Microsoft and Sony are... You know, are really driving their marketing, and their marketing is is on point for both parties. But what if, what if the PS5 launches with Miles Morales right as the only game, and what if the Xbox launches with Halo Infinite as the only game? You see what I'm getting at? Like, is yeah. it is it a stellar launch lineup, or is it a hey here here's a, a next gen game plus play all your old PS4 and and Xbox One games? I think that they um they're gonna have to like. I think even in that that case, like people who are going to be spending that money to get those games, there's going to be a lot of them, and they're going to be the kind of people that w- once they start investing on those platforms, even if there's not a lot of other games to buy, they're still going to like be em- emotionally investing. Like they're going to be, it's you know, engagement, yeah. the thing that people always talk about. Like people want to build up a relationship with a platform because that means that they, you know, the, when they have friends that come on there, they think about like, okay, I'm getting together with those friends and spending time with them. And, or, you know, or if it's just games I'm discussing with those friends or whatever. Um, and, you know, there, there is a risk that Nintendo would uh, be losing some of that, that engagement that it really has absolutely built up uh, to like a monstrous degree through this year with, with stuff like Animal Crossing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think Paper Mario is like an, uh, an example of a game that is benefiting from that. That's, you know, uh, we only have the UK numbers, but it's like the fastest selling Paper Mario ever. And, uh, you know, I think it's just uh, that points to there being a lot of excitement on this platform. And, uh, you know, the longer they go without releasing a new game after Paper Mario, um, the, the more they risk losing that engagement. And that is uh, an issue. I, I just think that if it, 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 this is a, this is a problem that is probably in our heads. Cause if the second that we do have a direct, it's all going to be forgotten, yeah. right? The second Absolutely. that we have, the second these announcements happen, we move on from all this concern and all this anxiety. And it's just like, Oh, okay. Now we're so excited for all these games that got announced. So, so yeah, it, it, it's, it's tough, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's a great point is, and it's true. The second they have another direct or they go to Twitter and they announce the 3D collection right. or 3D World Deluxe, Pikmin 3, a new Metroid, all this fear and concern is going to be washed over because now it's mm-hmm. we have something new to be excited about. They showed us that we can't wait for it. And the last six months become irrelevant because at the end of the day, we're consumers. We're fickle. Mm-hmm. We want to know what's next. We want to be excited about something and as you use the term like engagement and even investment in the platform, that I think that's my key concern right now is that people are still engaged with Switch, thanks to Animal Crossing and even Paper Mario. But I wonder if they're slowly becoming a little less invested in the platform because on Spawncast over the weekend, we had Brian Altano on and he was like, he talked about some of the titles like Burnout on Switch. And he's like, if I was still traveling for work, even though it's overpriced, I probably would have said, I'm going to download it so I can play it on the Switch while I'm on the airplane. Well, travel and vacations, people aren't leaving the house as much. So if those games are on other platforms, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be invested in them as heavily as you were prior because, you know, like Doom Eternal. 
I'm waiting for the Switch release. I thought it would have been dated today because they were going to talk about their party yeah, games I, in the direct. That and, was a surprise to me that that wasn't mentioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a really weird omission. But now if I'm just kind of that casual mass consumer and I want to play Doom Eternal, if I'm not leaving the house and I don't, you know, portable play isn't really the, it's no longer a factor in my life because I'm not commuting to work. Why am I not just buying it on my Xbox One or my PlayStation 4 or my PC? Yeah. I, I just think that they are, um, the people that were like getting into the into gaming this year because of COVID, uh, mm-hmm. these are like a lot of families and stuff who are yes. like, they like the idea, they like the idea of the Switch because, not because they're going to be traveling, but because they're going to be able to play the games on the TV with their family when everyone's sitting around together. And then when it's time to, you know, put on a show or a movie for the adults, you take out the switch, you hand it to the kids, and then they can keep playing. And it's like this really good family device. I think that's who is, like, being won over right now. And not to say, like, Xbox One and PlayStation 4 aren't, weren't, like, winning over that audience, too. Everyone was buying systems because of this stuff, and, every, and that, that included the, the Microsoft and Sony stuff. But I, I still think that if you were to, to like... Go ask a family what device they want the most while they're stuck inside all for, you know for the rest of 2020 in the United States. It, it's going to be the Switch for a variety of reasons, just because it, it does appeal to families. It does have a lot of stuff. Nintendo has that that reputation, and you know the the, the games there are, are there to back it up. There's a Mario mm-hmm. Kart. There's a Mario Party. All this stuff. So I, I like yeah, they're, they're like they're they're probably they probably are losing something because the lack of traveling. But I think that's like for the hardcore crowd that had already bought into the Switch and they're already there. So maybe those people will buy Doom Eternal somewhere else. And I, uh-huh. I think I think that's just like Nintendo's just going to like take that on the chin because they're they're this other maybe potentially larger audience with maybe more money to spend. Families uh, are coming to the Switch still and are still there for the, the taking. And also are the are the kind of people that aren't paying attention to directs aren't the kind of people who are getting anxious because there hasn't been a game announced after Paper Mario. They don't know. They just look at the, the eShop and see that there are 10,000 games on there already. They don't really care. So I, right. they're probably okay on that front. Yeah, that's kind of where I, I wonder if they've just alienated a little bit of that core audience that they have mm-hmm. built up on the Switch because the Switch has a very active core audience, which is something Nintendo has always actively sought to capture. And they finally did. And like... My ex-girlfriend had texted me a few weeks, about a week ago, saying, where can I get a Switch? You know, they're all sold out because she wants to play Mario games. So she's that prime example that you use of, like, you know, families, the casuals who want to buy a Switch because they know Mario. They know Mario Kart. They know those established franchises from, you know, from our youth. I guess my fear really is that they've have alienated that core market right now, especially in 2020, because Animal Crossing, yeah, it has world, you know, has mass appeal. Some of the core gamer probably has invested in Animal Crossing a bit. Paper Mario is probably more of like a fringe example, but there really hasn't been much in terms of core appeal this year from Nintendo because I believe I've said it on a podcast in the past, 2020 has felt like Nintendo's approach to the casual gamer with Clubhouse games, Animal Crossing, Paper Mario, and those type of releases. And like, how far can you go potentially you know alienate that enthusiast crowd before they do get you know a pretty big knock on the chin where it's like oh no Mm. we we may have made a grave error here and i mean that's something you really don't want to make especially in the video game business because the core gamer is is very fickle they will have a long memory yeah yeah they will move to the playstation to play the last of us part two or ghost of tsushima or they'll go to the xbox to play the new halo if Nintendo isn't giving them what they want, 
they're going to abandon and find the next big thing. I just think that if um, if Hollow Knight Two comes out, where's everyone going to buy it? Everyone's going to buy it for Switch as long mm-hmm. as it runs okay. Yes. I think, yes. and I think that I think um, I think this generation and kind of going forward, Nintendo's already won over the core audience for all the games that don't require a, a top of the line uh, you know performance system. So you know any indie game that is two D. And a lot of them that are even 3D. If you could play, if you can get on Switch and it runs okay, that's where you're going to get it. And uh, I think they they've sort of won that battle, right? So it's like, do they have to keep trying to convince you by putting out their first party stuff when really everyone knows, like the people who buy a lot of games. And if you're buying a lot of games that aren't necessarily first party that are you know exclusive to a system, where are you going to do it? If you've already picked Nintendo, there, uh, it feels like maybe Nintendo maybe could afford to let off the the gas, especially if they are having development issues or whatever. Um, you know, I, I'm not. This is. I'm not trying to like damage control for them or whatever. I just think that this. That <laughs> I, I, I still think that they make. Um, that they're, they're in a fine position. I think it, the longer it goes, the more tenuous it becomes. Absolutely, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I still think they are. They're not in any situation where they need to be panicking yet. If they want to hold on to Pikmin three, because they're unsure about the other games that are coming up after that. Like if there, there's a you know a bunch of games they have that are they have question marks around them or they're just not certain uh they can afford to hold on to pikmin 3 right now they did just they did just launch paper mario and they could give it a couple weeks we're still in the summertime uh there's a, a lot of concerns in the united states about people having enough money to you know pay for anything let alone games uh not to say that games aren't selling they obviously are but like they can keep it in their back back pocket they can hold on to it as an insurance policy and then once they know a little bit more, once they have a little bit more certainty about the future of, of their game development, they can then say, okay, now we know. Let's put Pikmin, Pikmin 3 out now and then build on our, our library going forward from this point uh, with more confidence. I, I, to, to me, that seems like what's happening here. I think they are having development problems, though. Like, I'm not saying it's anything drastic, but I, I, I do think they've had some delays with, with COVID. You know, it's, <laughs> it's inevitable, right? It, it has to be. There has to be some part of that that chain of development for anywhere from, you know, the beginning to the end where things have just been caught up uh, in, in, a, in a bit of a loop, you know, or in a bit of a holding pattern while they're trying to, you know, make their next move. Because I just don't think there's any reason why, you know, they, 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 had, they would have had to have shown Pikmin 3 today if it was truly ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the part that just... I just keep thinking about, and it just so doesn't do make any think, sense. You think it's like an active development problem, or do you think it may be more? I think towards it's, like the latter half of like certification. Yeah, I think it's clearing the back line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that, that's what I'm getting at. Nate. I'm not saying that like you know they're still writing code yeah. or or um, there's bugs, right? <laughs> like I'm saying the game's done, but from a certification process, I mean, we know that the the lock check uh, process has been backed up. It's been backed up for months. You know, getting a game certified, there is a a delay there. And now, you know, the message now is, is that they've been, you know, they've kind of been caught up. But what does that mean from, from you know, from their games? Like, now, normally you would think, well, if it's Nintendo first party, they're going to get pushed to the front of the queue. And probably that's true. But, I mean, there is still a, a you know, there was still an issue of that. So... I'm not really sure if if Pikmin three is quite ready yet, as far as they're ready to unveil a a trailer and some gameplay in the direct. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, they definitely had to hit some sort of obstacle 
in the early half of 2020 due to all of the pandemic problems and like we kind of when we talked about it earlier this year we were kind of assumed like it's going to affect any game for like 2020 it's going to fall into certification quality assurance definitely marketing because if you don't have your marketing departments all together you know those take months to come up with marketing plans and if you're not having those meetings a one month delay can turn into now a two month delay because you have to reassign all that time and compile all this information and you know craft the planning and if they are hitting these problems with these expected games for 2020 the 3d mario collection 3d world pikmin 3 and they're still in these development you know issue states it really makes you wonder i mean how far along were they in early 2020 and i mean who is actually developing these games because right nintendo is no you know stranger to outsourcing they like to use china for outsourcing of certain products and they like to go to other japanese companies be it bandai mm-hmm. sega anyone anyone who can lend assistance to them they will reach out and say we need asset help and they have them and maybe that's why we're seeing delays with some of these games because nintendo internally hasn't been handling these ports they have a lot of you know external support on them and if they were in china they were you know they could have been shut down for several months or they could have even been western asset developers who were in office and i mean it's unfortunate that it seems that it's nintendo is just they just seem lost right now yeah i mean and think of, think of all the the first party triple a games you know the sony games they both of them got delayed this year mm-hmm. cyberpunks got delayed doom eternal got delayed i mean everything everything got delayed we, we never hear about nintendo getting delayed because they never communicate that until they're just about ready to to launch something that's the thing with nintendo and that's where we had the investors meeting q a come out and they were asked has covid impacted your 2020 plans and president furukawa came out and said no it hasn't but what does that mean though like does that mean making x number of dollars at the end of the year on the bottom line you know that's a very kind of open question that could be interpreted interpreted in different ways i guess do you know what i'm saying like he could have spun that in a way to say we're gonna make you know we're gonna we're gonna hit our budget this year Uh, we're gonna make this much profit this year so we're we're in good shape or or like just the way the way that they talk to investors too at those meetings like they're not these are not necessarily gamers these are uh like a very general audience and so you know when he says you know it hasn't affected our our plans it's like our announced plans that you know we have said <laughs> to, to to the audience and stuff or that we've said to you no nothing's changed there uh right. and, and and he can't he can't lie to them uh that would be very dangerous yes, um yes. so i would imagine that when he answered that question he, he knew exactly what he meant uh and uh so yeah so, so then you know if we assume he's not lying then are games not delayed or are game, games getting delayed and we just don't know about it but that's not part of the plan as as such so yeah it can be interpreted in, in, a, in a bunch of different ways yeah and i've seen the interpretation that he was referring to like clubhouse games and paper mario because that was the only known lineup at the time he's saying no our plans right. are still on track because we're launching paper mario right you know in the end of july whereas other people are taking it to mean everything that we have penciled in internally for 2020 remains on track and you just kind of have to hit that point especially now where you're kind of raise your eyebrow and say really or you know is it really a case that's kind of you alluded to jeff you can't delay what you don't announce 
Yeah. Yep. I, I think that's what's happening here for sure. And I mean, 2020 has definitely been an interesting marketing year from from Nintendo because out of all of the companies, it's really Nintendo that's been the most enigmatic. They're very, you know, they're very mysterious of what they're doing. They don't want to communicate directly. And had I had the president just come out and said, COVID has affected our plans, but we're working hard to remain on track. I think people would have been a little more forgiving and they would have said, okay, well, that direct mini happened today. There was no Nintendo stuff. They just released Paper Mario, but they said, hey, we had been impacted. So we're going to forgive them. We're going to see how the year plays out. But when you come out and you make such a strong statement of we're on track, Mm -hmm. you kind of give people that sense of confidence that Nintendo is still going to get those games out. And they still could, right? They still could. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're kind of assuming the worst here because we are nearing August. Yeah, let's let's wait. Let's, let's go the other way. Let's assume the best. What happens? <laughs> yeah, the best case scenario. What do you think happens? Well, I mean, I, I like I kind of said earlier. I mean, I don't really think this changes their plans. Like you know, all I'm all I'm saying is is that maybe it's two weeks, you know, behind than than what we thought. Right? Like maybe in two weeks mm-hmm. we'll we'll hear more about what's next and. So I, I don't think, you know, the Mario 35th stuff, Pikmin 3, I don't think any of that's off the table. I just think it's it's a little bit behind than, than what we first anticipated. So you think, realistically, like we said, well, this is the best case scenario. You think Nintendo could have still, let's say, six or seven retail games coming out before the end of this year. And included in those, we'll say, the 3D Collection, Pikmin 3, 3D World, um, I'm not sure about 3D World if that if that makes 2020 like and we talked about this on the last predictions video <laughs> that that could be a 2021 the 35th stuff you know Mario All Stars 2 yeah absolutely is this year but um, oh, 3D World that may not make the cut No More Heroes 3 Bravely Default 2 the one more game that I'm still hoping that they have like do we think F-Zero, can... right? We saw that Twitter account, right? <laughs> F-Zero for sure. Oh, yeah, the F-Zero Twitter account. I, yeah, MVG and I talked about in our predictions video. We called it a fake. And amazingly, <laughs> the user came out today and posted, it's fake. I made this and messed with everybody. And it was like, who saw that coming? Yeah. I, people got to, as soon as that, as soon as that like little detective trick of like finding the email attached to the thing happened, I'm like, I am not trusting another one of those yeah, from this nah, point forward. Then, I I, uh, I troll people. I, I tr- tried to register Eternal Darkness too, but unfortunately, the word length is too long for Twitter. So, <laughs> oh man, what about what about Nintendo Land two? Uh, that was already that taken. Unfortunately, <laughs> that was my first pick actually. So if, you, re- real, if so, you register, it'll come true, right? Uh, yeah, that's how it works. Apparently, because all those you know fake registries came true at this last direct. I mean. <laughs> So like so our best case scenario, if we want to view Nintendo as everything's gonna happen, everything is awesome. <laughs> we're looking at all the rumored games that realistically rumored, not F Zero, are gonna hit this year. And Nintendo's gonna close out this year strong. They're gonna look really good going up against the PS5 and Xbox Series X, right? Well, everything will be announced that we that we talked about in the last direct. But some of that stuff was was 2021. Don't forget. So you know, you yeah. know, we, we we want to definitely be realistic about what's coming um, for this year. But I I do think that it's 
it's Mario 3D collection, uh, the sorry, the 35th anniversary collection plus Pikmin 3, and maybe the 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 unknown game as well that you mentioned. What about in terms of announcements? Because I mean, we're talking about games that are going to come out still in 2020, and due to Nintendo's I'll say conservative nature of how they've been handling this year. Are we really anticipating maybe Nintendo before the end of the year, like we talked about, maybe a general direct or whatever type of presentation they want to make? Today, we did see two 2021 games get dated from Atlas. Do we think Nintendo is going to come out and maybe detail some of those early 2021 releases for the Switch? Or are we still expecting them to play it really close to the chest and say, if we don't have a game for January, unless Pikmin 3 gets delayed until early next year, that they might wait until mid-January to say, okay, well, here's our early March release. Or do they say, you know what? We're hoping COVID is under control by then and we're going to start communicating with you. We, you know, we pivoted in 2020, but let's show you that 2021 is going to be our year. Do they make big announcements before 2021 or 2020 concludes to hype us for 2021? I I think if it's... um. I think anything that has to do with Mario will will get kind of at least teased or detailed to a certain point. So if like Mario 3D, uh, 3D World Deluxe, uh, if that is a 2021 game, to, to me, I feel like you, you bring that up in the, whenever you announce all that stuff. Uh, and if it's 2021, you just you say that. Uh, I think beyond that, though, I would I would yeah, I would expect them to continue being pretty conservative. I would expect them to rely on their partners and rely on third parties to fill out their any you know any sort of directs that they do try to do um and then when, when they're ready um you know when the game is now like you know their their trend recently has been when, when a game's like two three months away that's when you could start talking about it uh that's when they'll start talking about these games i, I don't think that's going to change too much um you know may, maybe like uh by the end of the year if we're doing uh the game awards and they need to have something there maybe uh-huh. they do something big at that point uh I would ex- I would expect something big from Nintendo at the Game Awards, uh, but not guaranteed. Uh, but beyond that, I, yeah, not much. I think they try to keep things pretty close, uh, just because they, they are they're conservative conservative anyhow. And now uh, with so much unknown still in the world, I think they're going to be uh, playing it even even safer. Yeah, I, I really can't see them ending 2020 without showing us a new Breath of the Wild 2 trailer because we have to assume right. had E3 taken place. That Breath of the Wild 2 is going to have some sort of presence there. But it so, has to have a date on it. has to have a date on it, I think, if they do that. 2021, 2021. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. the date could just be 2021, right? I mean, <laughs> but it, there's, there's got to be a commitment as to at least the year that it's coming out. Yeah, absolutely. And the weird thing with 2021, and I I hate doing this because I swear it happens every year, and it's you look at all the delays from the year you're in that get pushed into you know, the coming year. And everyone's like, oh, next year is going to be awesome. And with Nintendo, maybe 2021 will be awesome. Like, I don't believe um, Pokemon Snap is coming to Switch this year. I think it'll be an early 2021 release. Breath of the Wild 2 should be 2021, whether it's first half or second half. We really don't know because we don't know how COVID could have potentially impacted that game's development. But you have Bayonetta 3 that remains unknown. We have... Metroid Prime 4, we have Metroid Prime Trilogy, we have the rumored 2D Metroid. These are all games that, I mean, they have to come out eventually. Mm. So, and we've talked about them a lot over the years. We we have the rumored Monster Hunter that was talked about, I believe, over about two and a half years ago. So that should be getting ready for release. I mean, maybe 2021 is going to be that awesome year, but 
I always feel like everyone review that year, this year's going to be great. And then we get into it and it's, oh, well, everything that I was looking forward to got delayed again because, I mean, especially with Zelda, they never make it on time. They always <laughs> face two or three delays. I mean, how many times was Breath of the Wild 1 delayed? Yeah. Like a lot. three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Persona 5, how many times was that delayed? Yeah. So, I mean, Nintendo's marketing is definitely leaving... I mean, would you say it's fair that they definitely are leaving us in the dark? No, I, I don't think so. Um, I, I, I do think that they will follow up this with, you know, some some more information. And and you know, they kind of tease that, I guess, saying that you know, there's more to come. Now, sure, that's that's something you always say, right? Like, you know, even as a YouTuber, you'll say, hey, you know, um like and subscribe and and you know check out my check out my next video or whatever but i mean there's you know i i think there's definitely more to come here i don't don't think that they're just kind of leaving us in the dark but what do you think about that oh you know i want to hear jeff's thoughts on that do you think nintendo's marketing is leaving us in the dark a little bit in 2020 uh i i think it's um yeah i mean i think they're leaving us in the dark uh, because they feel like they don't have to share anything that they don't that they haven't shared yet i feel like they are very confident i think there is some truth to what you said earlier about the arrogance um i, I think it's earned a little bit i think they've um mm-hmm. shown that they can, can make you know the best selling paper mario game or the fastest selling paper mario game and they can have a an animal crossing game that is uh you know the number two best selling game of the year so far uh, in the United States, just with physical sales alone, no digital sales included. Um, that's uh, when when you have that stuff happening in, in your back, uh, you know, it's, and that's that's the wind that's blowing you ahead. Um, you can afford to just sort of run in the dark for a little while, and it, that that means that means leaving us in the dark. But but oh, oh well, um, to a certain extent. I mean, <laughs> you know, we a lot of this is um, we, we do want to know what's next. A lot of this is um, a lot of gaming is getting hyped up for what's what's to come um but us getting hyped up it isn't necessarily what puts money in in nintendo's pockets so do they really care that much if we're hyped up uh clearly there's some benefit to that eventually it does help sales but i feel like they know that if if they do a general direct and it has anything with zelda in it or anything with metroid in it they're they know that the people are going to show up and watch that stuff and that's not going to change just because they had a weird direct today yeah so uh they can afford to keep doing that for quite some time yeah uh, i mean we'll see. microsoft had their misstep sony had their misstep this year you know this is nintendo's turn right i mean yeah there you it, go you, you can afford to you can yeah. afford to have one and, and recover from this and I, I i think they will yeah it seems like every company has had a misstep this year i mean ubisoft's forward event was yep. a pretty big misstep by them and they kind of like this mini they said hey we're gonna have another one later this year look forward to it and it's like okay you guys didn't leave a great impression you know with this first foray into it but obviously the fans are still going to tune in the second time in hopes of something better and i mean that's the nature of you know nature of us we continue to go back for the punishment because (laughs) we hope something good is going to happen we love this stuff though man i mean this is you know this is why we do this stuff you know it is yeah i mean it's very easy to like uh uh, you know get upset or get all worried but really we're watching uh we're watching commercials and getting excited about the idea of and we're begging nintendo to let us watch their commercials and honestly when you put it that way it's like oh, okay nintendo's already won so much of our mind share that uh they can kind of do whatever they want and we'll keep coming back for more so yeah yeah we're just gluttons for punishment especially from nintendo and 
I mean, I hope Nintendo looked at some of the critique today, or even even last week with the Bakugan bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was another misstep by Nintendo's marketing. I like, hey, we're gonna live stream the Treehouse. We're gonna show you some Paper Mario, and we got this way forward game. It's a third party, you know, IP they'd never worked on before. Like, okay, like that could be intriguing. Bakugan. It's like. Oh no! That one seemed that one seemed contractual, though. You know, like that that felt oh, yeah. like something that that was yeah. kind of geared was booked for E three. You know what I'm saying? Like right. Yeah. And if we had like had the full like E three stuff of like a Nintendo Direct, and then uh, and this was like part of the, the the Nintendo Treehouse that it was you know promoted yeah. as, uh, most people would have not even been watching, or, or a lot of people would have been watching, but they you know watch a little bit of a Treehouse, and then you go do something else, you watch another announcement, and then you come back to see what they're talking about in that Treehouse. Everyone was watching this treehouse in a way that no one has ever watched one of these live streams before from from, from Nintendo. So, uh, they, yeah, it was just too many eyes, too much pressure, and they just they just mismanaged it a little bit. Yeah, and that's kind of what this direct was too. It just feels like Nintendo isn't managing the messaging right with this recent marketing push of this month. And I mean, and it is largely inflated because of their silence. When Nintendo speaks now, you know, after five months of nothing. Even if it's something minor, everyone's going to run over to it because it's finally that droplet of water to quench your thirst. <laughs> but it's not a flow. It's just going to be like Bakugan. It's like, no, yeah. oh, man. where's the good stuff, Nintendo? And they're just they're sitting there with this giant jug of water behind them looking at us and just kind of like, you know, yeah. we have it. We just don't know if we want to give it to you yet. And it's like, we're dying of thirst. And they're like, you're fine. You have You have a couple of know raindrops on that water cap over mm-hmm. there that'll, that'll satisfy you enjoy and it's like come on nintendo everyone else is talking and showing why are you torturing us and they're just kind of sitting there like because we can yeah we love you and we know you love us <laughs> so yeah we see you in the corner I, mean, I think they just they're just scrambling they're scrambling i think it's a, i think the people yeah. putting these things together i mean are scrambling like there are uh, a lot of old school executives at nintendo that do have done things their way for a really long time and the ways that the, the world is forcing them to change to deal with with covid are, are ways that they have very explicitly ignored for a very long time like just like the reason they might be having development issues is like you know nintendo's not going to put a lot of stuff in the cloud and let people work at home like that's just never that was never going to be a thing that nintendo was going to do willingly uh it was only going to be if they were kind of forced by situation and maybe they've changed now but i, I bet there's still a lot of dragon dragging the feet there at that company before uh before they were going to actually make that move and then the, the, but there's still people that have to put these marketing beats together and they are they have to deal with all of that feet dragging and figuring out how to put it together with that in mind and so i i, I feel for them i feel it's like if there's a nintendo of america person who was just like yes sending a lot of messages back to japan and then and kind of just getting met with a, a stone face uh that, that has to be pretty rough because they probably know that there are ways to pull these things off and, and they're not getting the uh the wee way to do it and that's an interesting point, because when we look at the three major departments of Nintendo, Nintendo Europe, NOA, and NCL, you'd have to imagine everything happening right now in terms of marketing messaging and just the lack of communication. It's all being dictated by NCL. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like, Nintendo of Europe is sitting there saying, hey, we want to communicate with the base. I'm sure NOA, even if they're working in a limited capacity, are saying, we need to get information flowing. And NCL is being the traditional conservative you know, Nintendo that we all have come to know and love, and they're not going to budge from, you know, that old way. They're still 
it still appears that they're evaluate, evaluating COVID. And maybe they're, you know, in the back of their minds are saying, if there is a second wave that impacts us development-wise, we do have these games done. We can release them. Or it's just, hey, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. We're not in a rush to really do anything right now. We're selling mm-hmm. well. We're making a lot of money as far as business goes. We're in a good place. Consumers will return when we have a direct and we say, here's a 2D Metroid coming out 2021. Yeah, yeah and- that, that, everything <laughs> evaporates as soon as they say that. And everyone's like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that maybe that's what they're banking on. I mean, it's an interesting strategy. It's a risk and a gamble. It could pay off for them in the end if, you know, as long as you do generate that excitement. And, you know, it remains to be seen if they will succeed in capturing that. But it's Nintendo. They are a smart company. They've had success for a long time now. So we'll see what uh, they do. Real, real quick before uh, we, if we wrap things up soon, uh, when do you, so when do you think the next direct is? Do you think, do you think there's one coming up in August? It, like of any, of any stripe? Of any stripe. So like mini indie general. Yeah, like an indie world showcase even. Yeah. I mean, August, if I want to look at patterns, which I shouldn't do. I yeah, really I know. It's patterns. such a trap. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Especially in 2020, everything's just been thrown astray. Yeah. I mean, if I look at the patterns and tradition of Nintendo, they typically have always hosted something around the time that Gamescom or PAX West or PAX Prime, whatever they brand it as, would take place. So it does seem like August is prime for something. Mm, prime. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I already, already dealt with that once. <laughs> like it is a word. <laughs> but yeah, August seems like a fine. How's that? Fine <laughs> time for them to <laughs> for them to have something just to be it indie, be it a mini, to start communicating with us again in a more substantial way than what we saw today. That would be my expectation. I mean, what do you guys think? I, I say it's August. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when in August, I don't know what type of event it will be. I don't know either, but I think whether we get a trickle of small, small, you know, one-off drops or we get a big dump, um, I think definitely, uh, big, you know, we'll, big we'll, dump. Big dump. Uh, August will be will be the time. I mean, I, it, look, if it's not August and we're into September, then yeah, we're we're, we're raising alarm bells. Like you know, it, it's time yeah. to to really start asking questions. Yeah, I'll say I'll say August as well. I think that's right. I think all of that was correct. I think. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, we just had this thing, and like a lot of people were like breathing sighs of relief after like guessing or not guess, but like you know, getting their insider information right, and they got it out there, and it was correct. And now it's like that's not going to go away. It feels like we're going to like go, get right back into that same cycle yep. here, like yep. starting first thing next week. As yep. soon as this Xbox thing goes, goes away, everyone's going to be like, "All right, next direct. When's that happening?" Because they teased it, like they said another one's coming. Uh, yeah, I would, I would imagine we might get like uh, an indie uh, in August. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it looks a lot like March, like an indie world showcase and then a mini direct if it was like kind of like mimicked that sort of structure um i i, I still think that like i i they might they should announce like mario stuff next month i would hope uh, but that's just a hope at this point still so and that could still happen on like twitter outside of direct so who knows but but yeah we'll, we'll get stuff in august for sure yeah they have to communicate something in august because i can't i have a hard time seeing them go through all of august and september without a new release because that mm-hmm. would be unprecedented for them on the Switch to go the second half with, you know, two months of vacancy, especially last year where they were like, 
we're going to release like five games in August and September. Well, it's kind of like, you guys didn't release anything for those first few months of the year. Why did you slam Astral Chain, Demon X Machina, Dragon Quest XI, and like Link's Awakening all within like a three-week span of each other? And it was just like, because we can. We're Nintendo. And <laughs> I can't see them just going completely silent for two months. So August sounds like a perfect time for them to do something and communicate with us because we are anticipating something in September for Mario. I mean, it hits his birthday. Let's celebrate Nintendo. Give us something to look forward to this year. Yep, agreed. <laughs> uh, now let's go through some of the Streamlab questions. $5 from Kai Kairim, I think is how you say it. They say, Nate still seems to think Sony has an iron grip on mainline Persona, but I have to wonder, does Sony under Jim Ryan still care about exclusivity to a three to four million unit selling title? Japan focused IP. Thanks for the entertainment. Keep up the great work, you two. The thing with the Persona Sony agreement is that there doesn't appear to be any paper trail of an official contract between the two companies. It could just be a verbal agreement of you continue to give us the Persona mainline on the PlayStation hardware, we'll allow you the option to bring it to PC in the future. And what we kind of see with the uh, Shin Megami Tensei franchise on Nintendo is Nintendo has had those main lines on their platforms exclusive since, I want to say, yeah. 3DS. So that could be another verbal contract just between the two companies of, can we get that? Like, if Persona's on PlayStation, can we have SMT for Nintendo? And it could be a case of that. Like, Nocturne, as we saw announced today, is going to PlayStation 4 and Switch but it was also a PlayStation 2 game, so it may not be part of that deal. There's never been a mainline Persona game on anything but Sony console in terms of home consoles. They have appeared on PC now, and it's likely that Sony is approving them. But Jim Ryan is an interesting new leader for Sony. He, His real main disinterest is backwards compatibility. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't <laughs> find it profitable. And... Dude just hates old games. Yeah. Can't stand them. I love that. I love his statement about Gran Turismo on the PS4. Yeah, Who would want to play this? This like, trash. I, I think that Persona like Persona Five is the fastest selling Persona game ever. It's um, it, it's a series that's going to keep growing. I, I don't know if uh, like I know J Jim Ryan is very uh, European centric in terms of like his leadership and stuff and like where he wants to like uh, uh, promote people from. But I I still think he values. Japanese game partnerships a lot so I, I wouldn't expect him to give that up if that's a choice he has yeah I mean the Japanese industry is still very much about honor and respect yeah so I mean we see some producers and some game developers who had been disrespected by Nintendo 25 years ago and when they're asked hey you're gonna bring your game over to you know the switch it's selling well and they say no absolutely not <laughs> and people say, say why and it's just uh you know former president Yamaguchi said something mean about me, so we're not making a game for it. And I mean, that's a little, a little bit of hyperbole, but it does kind of take place there. When they respect someone, like what uh, the guy who makes the, the Yakuza games, he had great respect for Satoru Iwata. And when he asked them to bring Yakuza 1 and 2 HD to the Wii U, it happened. Unfortunately, the game sold about 3,000 copies, and that was enough to never get another Yakuza game on a Switch platform. But 
you know, honor and respect go a long way in this world. And that could just be the case with the Persona franchise and Sony and Atlas. And that will wrap up today's episode of Nate the Hate. If you liked the video, give it a like. As always, I want to thank MVG for joining me. Thanks for having me on, Nate. It was uh, great to uh, dissect this and do the post-mortem. And hopefully, uh, <laughs> Nintendo and Direct fans, there's more to come. Hopefully. And I'd want to thank Jeff for joining us once again. Always a pleasure having you with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, really, A really good time. Uh, just a... A confusing and fun company to talk about. So I'll, I'll always enjoy you asking me on to talk about Nintendo, without a doubt. Nintendo is fun to talk about. And hey, maybe we have something to look forward to in the next couple of weeks once August begins. Yeah. We'll find out. I mean, August is right we'll around see. the corner, everybody. We'll see. Yep. We will see. Or disappointment awaits. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> but until next time, continue to embrace the hate.